2: It's the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios, on WTIC News Talk 1080. All
3: right, so this half hour, we'll, we'll do the rants. And second half hour, we have a guy coming on. who's running for state treasurer, Eric Russell, as a Democrat. And we're gonna find out about uh, his run for office. It's really interesting this race. I love this race. Deedup Bar Garva. Sometime today, I want to talk about her ads because I think her ads are. I'll just play you a little bit before we get to the rants. Listen to this, uh, this thing because I, I, I just think this is powerful stuff.
2: I'm Dita Bargava, and I approve this message for millions of women across America. This is who had freedom over their own bodies stripped away. Have you
3: seen this? This is all the women, including her, have nothing on. They just it's a shoulder, you know, a headshot down to the shoulders. And you tell they don't have a top on. And she's flashing through these women of all different ethnicities, and she's making a pitch on abortion. She's running for state treasurer it's brilliant this is who
2: the Supreme Court left completely vulnerable as Democrats we need to fight harder so I'll lead the crusade for our right to choose as state treasurer we'll push companies that we invest in to guarantee employees access to safe abortions this is who's fighting back and why we need more women in office
3: it's not about her it's not about even what office she's running for it's about those women who she wants to represent brilliant. That's astounding. It's a beautiful ad. Republicans just want to crawl in a box and do what's safe. Don't want to offend. Don't want to take any chances. Don't want to appear to be unusual or creative or different in any way, which means that's exactly what you should go do. This is how to campaign for office right there. Beautifully done. And then the next ad is is not trading on her gender and not trading on Social issues that have nothing to do, but she's going after the fact that her son died of, well, we'll do that later. But let's get the rants going. It's, it's remarkable how smart these ads are. Can you believe it's August 1st? I'm looking at the file now for today's rants. It's August 1st. It's getting you know closer. What, that what is? The election season. Oh, you're getting a, you sound like you're kind of excited about elections. I right? mean,
4: I'm ready for stuff to start happening. Football election. I'm I'm ready. That's
3: the good thing about the curse of September, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I like summer, but I'm I'm ready for fall now. Yeah, uh,
3: what is the do you do you get caught up in the other football? The what do they play on a hockey rink? What is that other football they play? There's some other league that's on TV during the off season.
4: Oh, the USFL they yeah. had this year i don't know they've been trying to do that the xfl was trying and they're actually relaunching that soon that was
3: pretty good i thought it yeah was just not enough space you need a little room to run
4: yeah so i don't know the xfl will also be back these minor league football stuff it hasn't worked out yet they're trying to figure out the kinks there was also uh an american football league that ended after having some success so
3: but somebody got signed didn't a quarterback get signed by somebody?
4: yeah yeah one of them was signed as a backup for the, From NFL. the usfl
3: yeah That's cool. See, they need it. They should get it going. They need a pipeline for sure. Yeah, they should do what baseball does. Maybe they should take over the baseball teams and teach those guys how to play a good game. (laughs) Get things moving.
5: Hey, Todd, could you please play for all of your listeners the incoherent Nancy Pelosi?
3: Do you have it, Anthony? Did you find the incoherent Nancy Pelosi? He didn't find he forgot
6: talking about a bill
5: at at, at, uh, uh, this weekend. uh, My three year old cousin can can carry on a better conversation with me than that.
3: You have a three year old cousin? How does that work? Call and explain that, please.
5: This is ridiculous. She's in charge. Come on.
3: Well, in charge of what exactly?
7: Why is Pelosi going over to Taiwan? What is the big yank? Uh, Is it to strike a deal for her husband or for the Biden family? Or was it just to cause this ruckus? Does anybody know?
3: Well, somebody does, but we don't. Who would tell us why they're going over there? You have to assume it's got something to do with first personal financial gain, because that's how... That's how politics works in our country. Second, it probably provides some political cover for the Democrats on something. They figure they gain electoral advantage because that's also personal gain.
5: Hi. Hey, how's how's it going, Frank? Hey, you know, I'm learning about.
3: What was that all about at the beginning of that? Did you get that, Anthony? It was like he did a wind down, he had to slow down his voice. (laughs)
5: <laughs> hey, hey, how's, how's it going, Frank? Hey, you know, I'm learning about this. Did
4: you understand what happened? He just does that.
3: He likes oh, he doing does? that, yeah. Oh, you I haven't noticed that with another, his other uh, rants? No. I thought maybe it was another short rant, and you just left a little piece of it in and it got cut off or something. No,
5: he doesn't, yeah. We are the cleanest energy-producing nation in the world. Everybody else. and don't give a crap. Yet, why is our administration begging other countries to produce oil at a much worse influence on our atmosphere? And we're buying it from them rather than producing it here. Isn't that pretty simple? And then it would be cheaper. Our our
3: inflation would go down. Everything would work. What's wrong with these people? Well, if you if you use that same test for everything, for example, say, as a hypothetical, the Democrats believed that climate change was an existential threat. And as a result, so did other major political parties and rulers around the world. And then along comes Putin and he wants to create a an environmental catastrophe. This is an environmental catastrophe if the biggest problem the world has is carbon emissions. And yet, nobody mentions Ukraine through the prism of, of climate disaster. Why is that? What are they doing? How come they don't talk about it that way? Because then all the other countries could just gang up on Ukraine, just walk up to the door, knock on it, and say, sorry, we're taking over. You can't do this anymore. They would demand. Why why didn't that happen?
2: Hey, Todd, this is Jerry from Naugatuck. Uh the DC mayor uh Marian Bowser. Bowser. She uh she's complaining that uh, she's got her hands full with 4,000 uh migrants. The congress should tell her this is just transitory. <laughs> Her own words say, oh, they're not being here for uh, the final destination. Well, since Biden came in, he's let in 4 million of them. So her 4,000 is a mere fraction of uh, what's going on. Stupid people that play stupid games. The Biden administration. Take care, buddy. Thank you.
3: That's Jerry. Jerry is the nicest guy on the planet. You hear him sign off that thing? Listen to him.
2: Take care, buddy. Thank you.
3: You know, he's just old fashioned, warm, good people. Loved that about him.
5: Frank from Middletown.
3: Oh, hang on, Frank. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll continue the rants. <laughs>
2: something from the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: Wow, it's August. It's August, August, August. Special month. Very emotional month for me. I don't know. Summer. I just loved summer when I was a kid. Hated school. So I had this love-hate relationship with August. It brought the hottest, sweatiest weather, which I loved. And it brought school, which I hated. It's cruel month. One that way. Go. Did you hear this bear? Bear broke into a house in West Hartford. Does this guy sound mean enough to chase a bear away? One that way. Go. Get out of here. Go on. That one was pretty Go. good. Go. <laughs> take off, bud. But take off, bud. That sounds like you're talking to your kid. Take off, bud. Come on, you got to go. You're going to be late. He didn't
4: put his arms up like you're supposed to.
3: No, he didn't make himself big, and he didn't make his voice big.
4: Yeah, I'm sorry. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, not that I'm I'm some expert on uh, bears coming in my house, but he says, go on, bud. Gets him out. By. Gets out. Gets him out of the front door, which is honestly shocking with his method.
3: But the guy. Well, that's the thing. The, <laughs> he must know something because the bear left. Yeah, I mean, and the bear kept looking back sheepishly, saying, "Geez, are you sure I was eating some marshmallows? I gotta get back in there. But, I gotta get back to those marshmallows."
4: I will say though, come on. Like he gets him out of the front door, and you don't have like someone else in your house, or you run over to the garage to close it before the bear tries to, there. before he goes to the other fridge again. Like what? are you doing
3: the bear had the uh, fastest route anyway it was it was <laughs> well it he was knew easy.
4: he was going to it again like but, I yes
3: but he also knew he could get away with him by just asking pretty please go on <laughs> I guess. go go on no that way that way
4: <laughs> this sounds like the first day uh, he, he's got a vocabulary
3: of 90 words this bear go on <laughs> go on Get out of here. Go. Now the door, sh- the bear. Go on. The bear leaves, he shuts the door, and then he goes running across the house, as Go Anthony on. said, to get to the garage, because he knows the bear wants the food.
4: Oh, I think he didn't He didn't show enough uh, determination, though. Could have been He's quicker. He's running across the house now. That's
3: speed walking. Oh, that's true. It was a slow job. Yeah. What are you doing? Right. Nice he leisurely gra- walk. Opens the door to the garage. Go. <laughs> Get. Get. He has a new word. We're really stretching the bear now. Get. Go on. Time to leave. Time to leave. Now it sounds like it's turning into a ne- negotiation, like a standard parenting thing. Time to leave. Get. Get. <laughs> Go go but he left it worked this guy should write a book and do uh, videos
4: it is astonishing that that worked
3: well the I mean, bear wasn't looking for trouble the bear was in a, a marshmallow mood he was he was going after the marshmallows and he was thinking about campers and he was thinking about graham crackers and hershey bars and marshmallows combined into something delectable so you can't blame the bear for losing his focus a little bit.
5: Frank from Middletown, you have secured your spot to bloviate about anything you want. Without recourse is why you hung up on me. I hung so, up
3: on you, Frank? What Frank were you doing? Yeah, you did. What was he What was he doing that was happening? You were
4: arguing about police, and he made a comment. Uh, you were just talking about how they're not really supervised the right way, and they're not run in an organized fashion, and he almost took offense to that and said to you something about, oh, what if all of the hosts had to work at the same time and you had to fight for your shot to, you know, talk and make your opinion known? And you said, well, we don't, we don't work like that. We're organized, <laughs> essentially. And he got upset, and you, and you took him off the air because he kept talking in circles.
3: So you did. Oh, okay. I, I recall the call, but I don't recall the conflict. Cops
5: are, have total discretion... Out on patrol. Yes, there will be assignments to do things. They have total discretion to pinch, arrest, write a ticket, write a warning, blah blah blah. When they come into the when they come into the barracks or the the uh, police station, they have to salute their commanders. But when they're out there in the field by themselves, they are by themselves, and they can do they do what they're. Assigned to do but they had total discretion so you're you're I'm sorry but you're totally wrong about what's going on with
3: cops but what did I say that was wrong this is what I don't understand. do you know what he would say that I said that was wrong Anthony because nothing he just said would ha- reminds me of what I was saying well I just Friday. think
4: I think he was trying to disagree with you that it's unorganized I think he was trying to claim that it is organized and if it wasn't organized it's not the police officers fault But in reality, I I mean, I think that's... What did I say
3: was disorganized, though? The problem we were discussing was that cops have a set of rules that they follow that doesn't have to do with the rules. Correct? Yeah. And I don't get what that has to do with being disorganized and what he's mad at me about.
4: Well, I think you were kind of taking the stance that they don't necessarily do much now because nothing happens once people are brought in. Um, But also, I think at the same time, he was just kind of getting frustrated with you slandering them in general. I
3: wasn't slandering them. I was talking about what, what goes on. And I was saying they have good reason to be upset with the way they've been abandoned by the political class. But what we have right now is nobody telling the truth about what's going on. So people see that there's no law enforcement being practiced the way it was before the pandemic. And they're wondering why. And the politicians aren't going to tell us the truth because this is their failure. They don't back up the cops, and they created a system in which they can't require of their own employees, our own employees, that they actually do their jobs. I'm still looking for clarification on how that works for anybody. Oh, man, I just don't get it.
6: So Connecticut's got a $3.5 billion surplus. Ned Lamont keeps raving about the $3 billion surplus we have. Well, if we have a surplus, that means that the taxpayers have been overtaxed.
3: That means, yes. Brilliant call, Andrew. That means if we have a state surplus in the hands of Ned Lamont, the most untrustworthy person on the planet, that means we have a deficit. In our pockets. He took that money from taxpayers. Give it back.
6: This isn't money that belongs to the state. This isn't money that belongs to the Democrats. Okay? They don't own it for their own purposes. The there, the, uh, the vast compendium of laws, way back when, when Republicans had something to do about it and say about it, I can guarantee you there's a law that says, Uh, this uh, large overtax amount shall be refunded to the taxpayers. So those who actually pay taxes if they were refunded, this would be about $2,000 minimum per, per, per taxpayer. And I'm saying taxpayer, not per person, not any of the tax receivers, the people who have a tax number but only get back tax money, not having paid any money in, this, this should go back to taxpayers only.
3: Yeah, send it all back. Send it all back. We'll stop calling it a surplus like it appeared from heaven. Came out of our pockets. We're going to get a news update, and then we'll talk on WTIC.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?
2: something from the Todd Feinberg Show, listen to the podcast on WTIC.com slash podcast.
3: Good afternoon. We'll play more of the rant line a little bit later. Joining us right now is a guest I'm excited to have here. He is Eric Russell. He is running for state treasurer. He is actually the um, endorsed candidate, as I understand it, from the Democrats for... State Treasurer Eric, welcome to WTIC. Thanks for being here,
8: Todd. Thanks for having me on. Happy to be with you.
3: So, tell us about your campaign. I got this weird email that said you were something about the um, the. Let me wait. Let me find it. I want to read this to you because it doesn't make sense to me. I thought maybe you could explain what the angle is here for the campaign. It has to do with you being the first black LGBTQ statewide elected official in U.S. history.
8: Yeah, so this was actually, um, was a fact that was provided to us after we received the endorsement of the Victory Fund, which is, uh, a national, uh, LGBT, uh, rights organization. Um, so this was, it was news to me upon receiving the endorsement, but, um, obviously proud to be a representative of, uh, communities that, that I do represent, um, and it's just, a, I think, a signal of the progress that we uh, still is yet to be made across the country.
3: So uh, how does this figure out? Well, tell us about your campaign, because I, I don't really get that part of it. But tell us about campaigning for treasure and how it works.
8: Sure. So we are we're campaigning. Uh, we have a robust campaign across the state. We, uh, at the Democratic Convention, received the nomination uh, of the party, essentially, on the, the first ballot and have continued to build on that momentum as we are out talking to uh, citizens across the state about our vision for um, for this office. And it's ultimately about making sure that we have a fiscally strong state uh, moving forward for generations to come, and that we're also using the office to, to find opportunities um, to for residents across the state to share in the prosperity uh, that we're building. And so we know right now, um, under the the leadership of of Governor Lamont, that we have made a lot of progress as far as the fiscal health of our state is concerned. We've increased our bond ratings uh, significantly. We've had balanced budgets and and surpluses. We have a a full rainy day fund, but we also understand that families are feeling squeezed out there, and uh, we need to make sure that we're looking for opportunities to provide that support for, for working families. We've seen that in tax cuts that, that have been put in place, uh, but I want to make sure that we are continuing on a fiscally, fiscally healthy path as a state.
3: So you, th- you would describe the state as being a healthy state financially?
8: I think we are on the right track. Listen, there there's uh, challenges that we are facing uh, fiscally for sure, and I think a lot of that has been over um, you know decades of challenges, but I think that uh, we've seen our state make a turn and we are certainly moving uh, in the right direction and we need to continue on that path uh... to make sure that that um, that the fiscal health of our state continues to improve
3: we're talking to eric russell is a democrat running for state treasurer but as i look at the the fiscal condition of the state what i see is fiscal disaster up until two years ago the state is dead broke and and tens of billions of dollars in debt which creates a crushing burden on taxpayers. And every governor who comes along, including Ned, started off his administration trying to do a huge, almost historically big tax increase with tolls. And then when tolls didn't work, he went on to other kinds of taxes. And then COVID came and COVID was very profitable for the state for a number of reasons, including $6 billion being sent by the federal government. And tons of tax revenues coming in because those evil rich people made a lot of money in the stock market. But aside from that anomaly, which happens to put a lot of money in the bank during this fiscal cycle, the structural problem, which is a disaster, is still there, is it not?
8: So I think that, again, we've we've arrived in this place um, over an extended period of time, and I don't think there's any expectation that Uh, our fiscal challenges would be fixed overnight i think what we've seen is a commitment to doing so responsibly and where is the uh, commitment
3: that's what i'm saying i haven't seen i've seen a fluke happen which is joe biden sent a check for six billion dollars this is like being a kid at college and your dad sends you a thousand dollars to have fun with and you take everybody out you say i'm rich but you know, I've got us on a, a good fiscal path, but it's an anomaly, is it not? It was a fluke, and already we're seeing a crash in the revenue streams because of the inflation and the uh, falling economy, the, the um, recession setting in. So we can see the bad times are the, the water that's now nipping at our feet.
8: But we've also seen that when we've had these surpluses, when we've had these revenues, they haven't been squandered. We've been paying down our unfunded pension liabilities. And so I think the governor has committed to uh, moving forward on a, a path that protects the long-term fiscal health of the state. And like I said, I don't think it's something that is an overnight fix. What I can talk about is, is the campaign uh, that we are running and what we are talking to residents across the state about. And that's ultimately about making sure that we continue to pay down our unfunded pension liabilities, that we are growing our pensions. Uh, and maximizing returns, uh, that we are making investments in our state um, to build stronger, more vibrant communities, ultimately with an eye toward economic growth, um, and the vision for making sure that we are keeping working families in mind as we continue to do this. And so uh, that has been the focus of of my campaign, and that has been the message that's resonating across the state. We can continue to build momentum. We have support uh, of past treasurers um, in in this campaign, uh, and statewide electeds and and legislators across the state. Um, and so we've continued to to get out there um, and spreading our message, and uh, we've built a lot of momentum heading into the primary um, next week.
3: but you're i'm I'm hearing a lot of uh, campaigny rhetorical stuff, but no, no meat on the bone. What exactly, given that the governor hasn't actually done anything? to help the state. He was trying to raise taxes again, COVID came, and he got the che- the big check. So, so far he hasn't done anything except try to raise taxes, which is what everybody tries to do, even though the state is dying under the weight of the taxes. What exactly are you gonna do rather than continue on the good course that we're on? Because we're not on a good course, we're on a disastrous course, except for the check that came from dad. W- what is your vision for how to save the state?
8: So, w- I think we fundamentally disagree on, uh, that altogether. I think the governor, um, has put us on the track of, of, uh, turning the state around. And yes, there's a check that came in because of, um, a global pandemic. And I think we should also be giving the governor credit for how he went about, uh, navigating that challenge and leading us on a path to get out of, um, this pandemic in a way that was ultimately about saving lives and
3: but he just, and he didn't save lives eleven thousand people died he he imitated all the governors the failed governors around him and and did what the cdc told him to do and
8: and, and again i mean I, I think some of these questions if you'd like to, to talk to the, the governor about
3: <laughs> well you're uh, the one the using him me. you know, you're using him as, a, as the template so so i figured you should answer no, i wouldn't I, I wouldn't have brought I, up the governor if you weren't using him as the template
8: i i simply met Reference the governor because I do think that we have put ourselves on a path of of moving forward in a, a positive fiscal light. And I, and uh, again, it sounds like we fundamentally disagree on that.
3: Well, because um, there's big problems in the but, state. You know, there aren't any, there's no workers to hire. The governor is still dumping money. He just gave thirty five hundred dollar bonuses, retention bonuses, to people who were free to leave, and many did without. They kept the money and ran, even though it was supposed to be a retention bonus. That was clearly a bribe as many other governors have bribed the, the public sector workers to, uh, to vote for him. You know, how is that putting us on a good fiscal path? How is, how is giving tiny tax rebates to the people who work in the state uh, compared to thousands of dollars to state workers, which is the rigged system that is crushing the state and has made it bankrupt? How is supporting that and endorsing it making us better?
8: Uh, I, I think that there is an uh, objective fact that we are in better fiscal health now than when we were uh, when Governor Lamont took over four years ago.
3: Yes, and that's, as anybody that's, is when they win the lottery. It,
8: and I think that the governor has used uh, and has navigated this challenging situation and has put our state back on the right path. Again, I, I know that we fundamentally disagree on that. What I can speak to is, is my campaign and what the focus of my campaign is. And that, again, is managing uh, our investments responsibly, uh, maximizing returns so that we're growing our pension funds, being committed to ultimately uh, making additional payments to our unfunded pension liabilities and paying those down so that we're protecting our assets, and improving our bond ratings, which is ultimately about saving taxpayer dollars and um, allowing us to continue to invest in, our communities uh, in a responsible way.
3: So what is not um, being done well along those lines right now that you want to repair?
8: So I, I think the Treasurer Wooden has done a good job in the Treasurer's office. I think we've seen uh, growth there uh, over his tenure. I think we've uh, there's several programs I think that are aimed at helping working people. The Treasurer Wooden has built out and those are things that I'd like to expand on. Uh, our financial literacy programs are one. I'd, I'd like to put together a working group of uh, uh, and develop some curriculum so we can partner with our local boards of education uh, and start teaching financial literacy to our young folks um, to put them in a position and to know how to manage their money and uh, access resources that are out there for them when they're coming out of school. Um, I think on the investment front, I think, again, we've, we've done a solid job here. I think we want to continue on that path. We want to make sure that we're doing so uh, in a socially responsible way so that we are uh, investing in a light that is um, aligns with our values as a state, that we're not, um, you know, tre- treasure wood and divested from gun manufacturers. I think there's uh, also, we want to make sure that we are investing in companies that are keeping climate change in mind and are doing right by their employees. Um, so those are all things that I think we can certainly continue to build on uh, going forward.
3: So we're talking to Eric Russell. He's the uh, Democrat-endorsed candidate for state treasurer. So it sounds like your campaign is based on everything is wonderful, I'm going to maintain the status quo. Because every no, the governor it. and the, my predecessor, have done so well before me.
8: No, that's not it at all. I, I think we can acknowledge the strides that we've made and uh, know that there is always more work to do and there's more progress to be made. Uh, and that is what uh, I am looking forward to doing. Uh, I think, again, the reality is that I understand that while progress has been made, there are families across the state that are struggling, and uh, I know that story very well. I grew up in New Haven, where I still live with my husband, and uh, my parents moved here. My dad was a a paratrooper in the Army, was originally from Tennessee, um, and met my mother in Germany when he was stationed there toward the tail end of his career, and when they moved here with what little resources they had, they started a small convenience store in a tough area of the city. And um, I grew up working in that store around really hardworking people who were struggling to make ends meet, much like my parents. And so I know what it's like to have to figure out which bill you're going to pay on time and which one you know, needs to wait. I know that there are seniors across our state right now that are on fixed incomes and struggling with you know, rising prescription costs. Um, I want to make sure that we're using this office to also keep those folks in mind. and to
3: try. What, to what does that mean, can, keep those folks in mind? How do you use the Office to, of Charger to keep in mind people who are getting crushed by living in the state with the first or second highest taxes in the country?
8: Uh, it's about keeping an eye towards policies that are aimed at helping working people.
3: Um, Which would be what?
8: Seen, uh, I think it's everything. I mean, I think if we... So, the governor's uh, recent tax cuts were all directly aimed at helping working families, middle-class families, providing some of that relief. There are things that are going to be out of our control. I know that we we look at things like gas prices right now. And, and again, you know, it's, uh, there are, it's challenging times for everyone. um, With inflation being high, we have to make sure this is part of what is important about protecting our assets like our pension plans and making sure that we're maximizing returns. Cause those are all dollars that would, that ultimately go back to uh, retirees and teachers, but it also are funds that are um, it's, it's saving taxpayer dollars. It's why it's also important to protect our bond rating. So it continues to allow us to invest in our communities at the lowest cost to taxpayers. Um, and so those are all commitments that uh, I'm willing to make. And that's the, the perspective that i intend to bring to this office
3: all right eric russell anything else you want us to know
8: no that's all i, I appreciate your time um and uh would ask for for everyone's support on august night as i'm heading into uh into my primary
2: next week
3: all right good luck eric thank you for all your right. time Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. should we still take the break here anthony okay let's take a quick break we'll take some phone calls coming up on wtic
2: Now, back to the Todd Feinberg Show, live from the NJ Diet Studios on WTIC News Talk 1080.
3: Oh, that was beautiful, wasn't it? That that guy is the party-endorsed candidate for state treasurer, and you can see what the Democrats were up to. He's black and he's gay. And that's all they needed to know. He felt the first two lines on the application and they were done asking questions because they thought that would look so good for them. And they, he didn't have to know anything about being state treasurer or or he just had to spew the platitudes about continuing all the fine work that Ned's done. Oh my Lordy.
9: Mike in Bristol. Hi. That interview almost gave me an aneurysm. You weren't having fun. You remember how you used to call Connecticut a dumpster fire a few years ago?
3: Mm, sounds vaguely familiar.
9: That man is gasoline. <laughs> that That is dangerous what he's spitting out. He's literally hitting and there's idiots even but, people like in it, my family that will listen to him and think he's being honest.
3: But he didn't say anything.
9: Hey, no kidding. No kidding, but he will pull over people simply because of that charisma. (laughs) Charisma. He's charismatic.
2: You thought so, really?
9: We need to make sure we are out at these polls on the 9th and then again in November. We need to make sure we kick the crap out of people like him. Not Literally. But in the election, yeah, you
3: you want to beat a you want to beat good, and and I, I assume he doesn't have that much of a chance because because of what Dita Bargava is doing with her ads. I mean, she's just breaking through in a way that's big.
9: You never know the way they bend the rules. He might be half naked next on TV.
3: Well, the votes may already be in. uh... Even more to your point,
9: there you this is absolutely sickening. Hearing people spit that stuff out and knowing that there's. One's out there that don't pay attention enough to realize that it's dangerous.
3: Well, it is. Uh, although I don't, I think you're overestimating his performance. I'm not sure he actually said anything.
9: He didn't say. That. That's how <laughs> the I'm about.
3: All right, Mike. Thank you for the call. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. All right, who's this? You're on the air. We just got a minute. Talk fast.
7: I got a knock on the door from someone uh, running for State Senate District 1, which is Hartford and Wethersfield. Uh And he's trying to get on the ballot with the Green Party. And he's so liberal, it's not funny. Vote for Michael is a vote for progress, equity, love. He wants the state to pay for early education from children as young as two years old. He wants the cannabis industry to fund that. He wants the transportation industry to fund that. He wants more money taken from the wealthy and given to everyone else. You should look him up. It's uh, mike4ct.org.
3: Mike4CT. Will he sing Imagine for me, do you think, if I get him I on? I just
7: think you should get him on your show and ask him a few questions.
3: Imagine all the people.
7: Yeah, it's inc- current. Uh, create more job opportunities for the formerly incarcerated and homeless <laughs> population.
3: Curb. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got to hold you right there Thank you so much But it's an exciting day Because we thought we had lost forever Mark, the shark, Christopher In the BPS Lawyers Traffic Center He's been gone for so long I was just assuming oh, We sky. were talking to the robot again today But no, it's Mark
7: Imagine all the people There it is, the theme Good song afternoon, of Todd. the
3: liberal left Mark, you're back <laughs> I'm so happy <laughs> I thought it was Good never happening in this day. What's that?
5: No, no, no. Just a little vacation. You had to get away.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today